0: We're back once again, folks, live in Greenwood. Bonjour, shalom, what's
1: up?
0: And welcome back to How You Living. Live once again from the Chaz Tower atop the Million Dollar Studio. The Million Dollar Studios atop the Chaz Tower, it is. How you living? And how you living, Chaz?
1: You know, I'm doing pretty well. I uh, can't complain. Uh some interesting stuff going on in the world, you y-
0: know. Yeah, the it continues. Everything uh everything changing on a dime every minute. Um you know, hopefully people are are safe now in Guatemala after that uh they didn't they have a series of Oh yeah, there volcano gigante. Yeah, went, uh, off. went off. And then as well as the continued um situation in hawaii Yep, kilauea doing its thing which has already taken over this week like an additional 500 homes Mm -hmm. and multiple like water uh like either attractions or kind of like recreational areas that people or you know people who actually kind of feel are sacred in hawaii uh based basically a lake got evaporated by lava and at places it was 200 feet deep. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the world continues to change. And we're here once again to, uh, to bring you a, a little piece of the week and uh, the time between this time and our last podcast. And uh, this week, just like any other, we like to take a moment once again to look back at the things that we've talked about on other editions of the show in a segment we call... Aka callbacks. go callbacks. Yeah, and uh, this week, Chaz, what do you got to 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 throw out there as a as a throwback to, to something we've chatted about before? Uh, you know what? Give me a,
1: you do your callback first, cause I I remember something that happened recently that we talked about before, but it's slipping my mind at the moment.
0: Okay, well, I guess I'll continue to bring up the uh, the like. Florida at post shooting situation with the the war on the Internet um, of people now, you know, basically hating on any of the victims that are trying to stand up for gun control and creating these uh, just continued like hatred on the Internet uh, made another move at the kind of one of the most like, you know, loudest spokesman David Hogue or hog or you know however you, oh yeah uh with they, they swatted him yep. as the internet likes to call it but i mean basically what they committed was a false report crime mhm i mean you can't just dress it up as swatted i mean it's a crime mm-hmm. and, and and you know it just goes to show that the 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 type of tactics of of people that aren't actually trying to make anything better they're really just trying to yell and create chaos mm-hmm. and and uh, and real people can get hurt and you know these Anonymous internet trolls basically remain anonymous. And and we need to continue to fight against uh, the bullshit and say that, you know, there was a shooting in Florida. Uh, gun control has an element to play in the solution. It's not the whole solution. There's a lot of things at work. And I don't think every American needs at this very moment to turn in their guns. I'm not asking, you know, of course for that dramatic of change. What we're saying is... You know, there there needs to be some safeguards for situations where people end up with guns who only want to commit violence against, you know, basically the public. And uh, it's, you know, there's there's kind of a through line through a lot of these events. Where mm-hmm. we, and, and it also harkens into, you know, where we're going to spend our money as far as like healthcare and giving people a chance to get mental health awareness. Mm-hmm. Maybe now we can realize at a younger age... You know, people need to really be seeking that, uh, and we can we can dial these in before they become tragedies. Uh, and, you know, and that's a, a downer of a of a callback. In in other news, uh, I'm I'm basically feeling like the NFL might end up with a strike. Oh yeah, with the way they're treating their players and their connections to the uh, the issues at hand, uh, and and basically, the law coming down, you know that's kind of a callback. we've spoken about the nFL annealing mm hmm uh, it's written into the charter now, oh, I didn't know that and it'll it'll find teams whose players conduct themselves in that manner as well as like penalties on the field, Wow, yeah,
1: penalties on the field, yeah, damn,
0: yeah, so damn it, it you know it it's it's just again I, the nFL missing the point. Uh, of the situation and uh, shout out to the people that um, are saying something. I, I posted a video today that was online that was being passed around of uh, uh, the wide receiver. I think he's a wide receiver Jenkins. Ma- oh yeah. With Ma- the Ma- Malcolm Jenkins with the postcards uh, on the Philadelphia Eagles. He didn't answer any questions. He just uh, made statements through uh, these large white boards with uh, messages written on about, you know the police state and uh the different problems in the prison systems the kind of lack of awareness of this being a a racial issue in the sense that the population of our prisons is racially skewed mm-hmm. and so there's a racial motivation in policing just based on the the facts of the numbers like um the percentages of, of arrests and, and incarcerations and then also the statement about about people who are incarcerated simply because they don't have the money to pay oh yeah a reasonable bail and they just sit in jail so
1: yeah that's how mississippi and alabama do, does it really like all across the u.s but i bring up mississippi and alabama because they're really like they're the two biggest offenders of the convict lease system And they definitely like if you just go there, you can see that they use um, prisoners for everything. So and I think we've touched on that before, too. But yeah, it just it's just like they are where it can go. Other states are more into um, reform. So I guess to touch on that, to piggyback off of that um, callback that we want to talk about Sean King and how he has the justice pack. And they hit the whole idea of the Justice Pack is to make sure that um, attorney generals that are getting in, getting elected this election cycle are about prison reform. So he's gotten three of them elected so far. So if you want to give some money to that because you think prison reform is something to do, look into it.
0: All right. And uh, I think that officially brings us into our episode. Yeah. Number 56. Dang number one in your hearts uh, we're here Chaz welcome man um, you know we've been uh, we've been doing this now for just about a year and a half yeah and uh, and we're heading into uh, the summer holidays you know we're gonna have Independence Day coming up mm-hmm uh, we just passed by Memorial Day Yes, sir. and uh, and and you know, I'm hoping for uh for you know, reasonable wins. What what do you think about the news today of um Trump commuting the sentence of uh of the person that uh it was Kim Kardashian was the last person that was trying to levy the case. Mhm. But uh it, it it basically is it's is a question right now and her name is Alice Marie Johnson. And the the question is, uh, if if it's if it's an honest move by by Trump to 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 kind of begin to to look at prison reform, and this is kind of a flag in that direction, like, mm-hmm. uh, or is this pandering to an audience? Uh, I mean, families of people who are incarcerated, maybe, you know, leaning towards the black population as far as voters coming into a midterm election like there's a lot of questions about the motivations here and then there were some questions on vox that Mm. talked about the kind of negative quality of this is does this lead the the country to believe now that if you have money you have access and things can get done like this person wasn't released because she was Innocent of the case, and she needed to be pardoned. Mm-hmm. She was released because Kim Kardashian got access to the Oval Office, and that that kind of begs a separate question of of a private presidency is something we're actually we've always attempted to work um, to prevent. And and even if this is just a signal of something that's business as usual, because popular people do get access, mm-hmm. uh, or or if this is is, is something else, so. Yeah, what do you what do you think? Uh I mean, is this the first you're hearing about her? Yeah, this is actually the first I'm hearing about it. So. Okay. Okay. Well let me let's see if I can get uh I'll get a clip. We'll we'll learn together um with our listeners. I'll obviously <laughs> try and avoid the uh the ad that's gonna try to play just before. But um <clears throat> yeah, no, it's uh it's an interesting situation and uh uh you know kim kardashian played a, a a pivotal role in it by b- bringing the actual situation direct to trump um it was actually a uh, a case that had been uh you know a- attempted to be overturned before by people that were trying to champion her case okay so in prison for 21 years for her role in a cocaine distribution ring is back home in tennessee after president trump commuted her life sentence ALICE JOHNSON LEFT AN ALABAMA PRISON LAST NIGHT AND RUSHED INTO HER FAMILY'S ARMS. WE WILL HEAR FROM HER IN JUST A MOMENT.
1: THE PRESIDENT ORDERED JOHNSON'S RELEASE AFTER A PERSONAL APPEAL FROM KIM KARDASHIAN WEST. THE REALITY TV STAR CALLS JOHNSON'S FREEDOM THE BEST NEWS EVER. IT WAS PRESIDENT TRUMP'S SEVENTH ACT OF CLEMENCY SINCE TAKING OFFICE. ADRIANA DIAZ IS IN MEMPHIS, NOT FAR FROM JOHNSON'S NEW HOME. ADRIANA, GOOD MORNING.
0: But yeah, so 21-year sentence commuted by Trump, uh, a older African-American lady. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, had some down times in her life, as she explained. Definitely entered into the drug game with some people that were involved in it. Um, she admitted to that, you know. Um, never committed violent acts, was mm-hmm. just kind of like present in the, in the exchanges and had, uh, you know, access. And so she basically was tried as if, you know, it was her her whole system of, of, of dealing. And so she got a life sentence. Uh, and, yeah, it was an unusual crime. I think at this time, even today, it, it she may not have even served time. You know, she might have been in some type of program if it was her first offense, which it was. So uh, it's been interesting that you wonder when you hear about these cases, like, how deep the iceberg really goes. hmm You know, like because if this is like thousands per state, like we need to be looking into that. Like we're using computers to like stare at space. Why don't we look at computers to find out if there's people that need to be released from prison?
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, this is Alabama we're talking about. So, you know, they criminalize a lot of things. So the fact that she went to jail for having a cocaine ring uh, doesn't surprise me. And the fact that she got a life sentence because of it, even though it was her first time, that a life sentence basically to Alabama means they have a lifetime worth of free labor. Yeah. And, and <laughs> even if they get older, you just transition them to another part. So um, I do, I guess you could say it is pandering a little bit uh, to uh, the black community and seeing that those things exist like that. Yeah. And I don't know if you will commute any other sentences of people like because there's the whole idea of like nonviolent offenses, especially when they're done by black people, have uh, more of a severity for consequence than when done by anybody else. Okay. So and but then somebody would also argue that cocaine was a bad drug and it did a lot of damage to the community. So she probably should have gotten punished to some degree. Uh, I don't think she should have got life in jail for drugs. No, no. No, that's excessive. No, But, you know, uh, the American uh, prison system isn't about reform. It's about, it's like, people might think it's kind of hyperbolic to say it's not about reform, but if you look at the outcomes that come out of what happens, they designed the system for more recidivism than there is for individuals to actually be successful after they get out.
0: Right. Yeah. No exactly, yeah, it definitely is a is a, s- a circular system where people leave just to come back, yeah, and uh yeah, I don't know i just i I was wondering if you were aware of that case no
1: so. i i'm I, I am now, so I have to look more into it. there's so many like did, because of this weird political um uh, <laughs> landscape uh you have to always like.
0: Things, it, like, things get stuck under the couch. Yeah. Like, you lean down and you're like, there's the remote. Like, y- you know, it's something important that you actually wanted to find. Uh, like, a case like this you might have missed. But, like, wh- I might have missed some news about North Korea today. hmm You know, and uh, which actually the news I did come across uh, as a tied-in kind of callback is, I guess they destroyed one of the missile launch sites today in preparation for having the summit Happen as scheduled on the 12th. Yeah. Oh crap, that's coming up soon. Internal episode callback it's coming up yeah so by the next episode that will or won't have happened
1: yeah and i actually found it funny that i saw a video about dennis rodman where they brought out that dennis rodman was on celebrity apprentice twice got fired twice he's been in a lot of legal trouble and had the police calling him but now he's sort of an ambassador
0: because you know kim jong-un or And, and the worm yeah hang
1: like i'm like what in the hell
0: So, like, (laughs) I I wonder if the Harlem Globetrotters are coming on this one. (laughs) (laughs) And we have, yeah,
1: Dribble Fast. So, because uh, we didn't touch on it last week, but for those who are in New Jersey and in California, you had your primaries recently.
0: Yeah, what are the results going on there? So,
1: I I, I have the New York Times pulled up here looking at some things um it looks like for US Senate in the California Diane Feinstein got the majority of the vote 33% approximately and Kevin D Leon uh he got 11% of the vote but he'll be the second person on the ticket they're both democrats uh i don't know much about Kevin De Leon but um it'll be interesting. I'll look into him. He, I would imagine he maybe is a more progressive candidate and folks love Fe- Diane Feinstein. Uh, but the whole progressive neoliberal split kind of going on, on the blue side of things uh, is kind of apparent in these primaries. So we'll see where that goes. Uh, let me see for governor. This one, Gavin, what?
0: Gavin Newsom. Yep. <clears throat> who was uh, mayor of San Francisco. Uh so he's going to be a strong contender to get the uh governorship uh and keep it in uh democratic hands following uh Jerry Brown's return.
1: Yeah, and John Cox
0: got the Republican vote. Uh so let me see. It'll be a tight race. I think they're uh similarly aged. I think I think uh Gavin's around 50 and I'm not sure how old John Cox is, but so, you know, they're going to be similar minded. I think they're both kind of centrist candidates to a degree uh you know with uh um Newsom occasionally leaning a little left but he 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 knows how to kind of draw the line he he actually was on uh Adam Carolla's podcast a lot when he would come down to LA while he was mayor and he had like a very kind of like calm demeanor on that show and mm-hmm. got along well with Adam and Adam's kind of a, a center right type personality okay yeah and so it's kind of interesting to hear that uh, interaction, because he, he Adam definitely speaks to some of the Trump voters. Adam Carolla does. He definitely reaches that audience with his podcast. Oh yeah, for sure. And uh, and so uh, it's interesting when they have to hear somebody like that and hear Adam give them respect, and they're just a democratically elected, you know, politician, uh, and normally which are you know easy fodder for the for these type people. You know, to pick on.
1: Yeah, I mean, it depends on if you just want to be like hyperbolic and just say, "Oh, are you this typical type of Democrat that believes in these Democratic values and tropes?" Well, because I'm a conservative, I don't believe in those Democrat or those Democrat tropes, so
0: I'm gonna come down on you. Well, i I feel like I feel like Republicans get away with a little bit of a a puppet act easier than Democrats because they can come out and be like. Uh, Hey, it's all about God and country, Uh, you know, it's all about faith, my wife, Uh, you know, guns, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, abortion, you know, I think life begins at the moment of conception. I think I think life begins when you look her in the eyes, you know, I, I don't think she can have an abortion once you look her in the eyes. No, but you know what I mean like they they basically have like five things they have to hit, you know. No taxes, more jobs, uh I love coal, I go fishing, I like guns. <laughs> I've been Pretty married much. for 20 years. My my son is reasonably good in school but also plays sports, but nothing offensive, mostly tennis, you know. <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> now you can play football. Like if you're in Texas, you probably play football. Yeah. Right.
0: If you're in a lot Utah of other too. states, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I'm just joking about the tennis. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. And then, and then, it, you know, as the ongoing discussion for us, uh, any any political shifting you see in the uh, Democratic side as far as contenders for 2020.
1: Um. So there has been. So the, it's funny that you say that because we're in the state of Washington. And uh, we I've heard some inklings, I've seen some posts, but I haven't read into them just yet that uh, Jay Inslee, our um, uh, current governor, could be going for a uh, a presidential race in 2020. But also Howard Schultz, yeah, uh, he stepped down from Starbucks and he says that he might run for president. And to piggyback on that, the executive that's taken over for him is a black lady. So that's cool.
0: That is cool. That is cool. All right. Well, So black lady running the coffee empire that everybody already kind of hated before all of like Starbucks already got like the, the shade, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? There's like one sect of like LA popular people that love Starbucks, but outside of like that, it's like people that either accept it as a thing or they avoid it completely.
1: Oh yeah. Also speaking of Starbucks really quick. If you go on Reddit, uh there is actually a reddit thread of what starbucks employees learned from their implicit bias training and there's some very interesting stories like and what i liked about what i read i need to read it some more but it wasn't just like black people implicit bias it was like oh look at this straggly dude that might be homeless and everything like that and then you find out there was one person who told a story where their husband was coming to meet them and the guy or i don't know if it was a guy or a girl uh but they were like hey don't you can't talk to her and then the wife was like oh no this is my husband and it's like yeah they i was like that that's good that's good and and in one of my facebook groups i was talking about it and you know you know how people are like pessimistic that this was just um and what is it a publicity stunt and it's not going to actually do anything and i'm like "Eh, you know it can be both and i keep saying that like it can like i said before it can be publicity stunt publicity stunt which to some degree i'll agree with you it's good martin it's good press but you know it's good skills to learn too it's good to know where your biases lie so it's I'm, I'm happy still
0: all right i mean it probably should have been more of a program like that was step one of the program and then there's another additional kind of thing where you can kind of like get more involved like they, you know i, I the, the i think it's the close all stores in one day and we're gonna fix this Mentality, even though it's better than not doing anything, clearly. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it it it's interesting. I can see from a Starbucks corporate why mm-hmm. they did it that way. Um, it really kind of emphasizes the corporateness of Starbucks. Mm-hmm. That 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 the as as much as people can have managers and people on the field, uh, Starbucks owns it. You know, and uh, I think that flex kind of made it to where you know we can we can see that the employees now have to kind of fall in line so so as opposed to if you made like the management dole it out at stores you might get like a half version of it at yeah. source
1: and i can see there being a good argument for the what they did is just theory and they have no practical application for it yet so we'll see where the practical application of it comes in yeah and i think people are going to falter people are going to you know fall back on their um conditioning as people do yeah so you know there'll be a little bit i think if they really want to do it they should do it like every six months or something right or you know enough of frequency where like they're reminded of it they understand it maybe even having posters around that says like new company policy means that you know let's when we have a bias that we might spike take a step
0: back and go hey maybe that's not right exactly well uh technically this is a cut short episode so uh what other major topic did you want to uh get into or uh can we can we have them contact us and uh and get and get uh get another episode soon
1: um, I guess if I haven't already talked about it already, I want to remind people to look up. Uh, uh, there's two YouTube videos I want people to look up. There's one about media, uh, media training, and media analysis from uh the people over at Complexity and Crash Course, and they do a really good job of like skills you can use to analyze and evaluate uh media i've been using that to make sure that like we evaluate our own media because we're creating media and not to confuse it with the media as people like to say you know and also there's a good video from extra credits that actually uses the guise of games like games as a framework in order to understand how elections work and i thought they really did a really good job of putting out there you know In order to do certain things during the election, you have to choose where you're going to put your uh, effort and your thought at, and also how there are – I think one of the core concepts that I really like is that there were marginal points and gimme points, and gimme points are like your base, like – me, for the most part, I'm probably going to vote almost Democrat almost all the time, right, but somebody else who's more centrist may want to choose, so I'm a gimme point, and the person who's going to choose is a marginal point, so they kind of talk about like where candidates should or shouldn't put various strategies in getting those marginal points, or if you like to play games in a more nefarious way, how to take away marginal points from other people. yeah, so it's cool
0: and uh and as always, definitely register to vote no matter where you're leaning, we want to at least hear your voice because at least then a statement's made. Try and pay attention a little bit to what's going on in your local area too. See who's running for school board. See who's running for your county council. See how to help out your neighbors and the neighborhood council and meetings and all the things that they have going on. Check them out. Stop in and uh, report to us what you find out about your town. Maybe we'll talk about it. Uh, As always, you can send us free emails directly to H-Y-L-B-O-X at com, as well as getting a hold of me at C-Town Mayor, that's S-E-A-T-O-W-N-M-A-Y-O-R because I'm the guy that's going to help out the municipality by the coast.
1: Yes, I, I am Chaz. Uh, I am actually thinking about working on kind of a local project trying to understand the homelessness crisis in Seattle, So if I do that, you can see that as a how you live in like special edition coming down the pike soon. Still kind of in the clarify ID8 stage of everything. But also if you want to find me on the internet, I am CRSII on Twitter. I actually also reactivated my Chaz Bass Twitter, but I haven't really used it. You won't see much there. Uh, So you can follow either one if you want to. And I'm Chaz Bass everywhere else. Uh, Other than that.
0: Yeah. Keep it going. Uh, Good talking with you, Chaz. Let's get together soon uh we'll get another episode out there uh the full boat uh thanks for listening guys and we out yes don't forget to be awesome peace vote Catching keys from cross seas rolling in L pvs every
1: week we made 40g yo bro, is the snake mine I ain't gonna take now nah, trap from the gate man